Good morning. It is Friday, March 1st. Here's what we're working on today. Tributes are pouring in from across the country and around the world for former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. A new clinical trial offers hope for reducing deaths from advanced HIV. And Chaz Palmateri is bringing his one-man play to Niagara Falls. Good morning. Quite a difference from yesterday at this time. It, it yes. Is. Just looking out the weather we can window. See. <laughs> yeah, the little snow is still out there because, as you said, uh, Steve, it wasn't all going to melt because uh, the temperatures didn't get as warm as. Uh, as I was actually thinking, it was still pretty chilly throughout the mm -hmm. day yesterday. It was chilly throughout the day, but uh, notice a big difference today. And it certainly was a lot nicer driving into work this morning oh, than it yes. was <laughs> yesterday, for sure. And we've got some unbelievable conditions ahead of us. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But now let's have a look at the road. So uh, today, of course, a much more pleasant drive for everybody. And uh, just after 6 o'clock here on your Friday, March the 1st, by the way, uh, we are seeing a fair traffic a little bit lighter than it was yesterday. So a lot of people did get on the road early to get to where they needed to go but today weather's nicer it's looking in pretty good shape down towards the Niagara area much the same story is there well the Glendale camera not working QEW and Ontario Street uh, again roads are in, are in great shape down towards the Niagara area through the Hamilton area certainly not as busy as it was yesterday uh, but starting to build up as you might expect it to be by Guelph line we're seeing a fair amount of traffic out there but no problems Ford plant much the same uh, 403 west of King Road uh, Mavis Road along the 403, again, traffic fairly late, up by Pearson Airport. We are starting to see things build up now uh, west of the 401 and the 400. And 401 Young Street moving through Toronto, looking pretty good. Not seeing any accidents or any slowdowns, no construction slowing things up. So that's the good news. Let's hope it stays that way this morning. We'll check more traffic and your weather in a few minutes. Thanks very much, Brian. Former Prime, Minister Brian uh, former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney is being remembered this morning after his family announced his death late yesterday. Simone Gavros joins us now with more as past and present political leaders pay tribute to Canada's 18th Prime Minister. Hi, good morning, Annette. Well, the news came late yesterday evening about the passing of Brian Mulrooney, and his daughter was the one who shared this details on social media, saying that he passed peacefully and it was surrounded by loved ones, and he was 84 when he passed away. Now, this was met with tributes from political leaders for more tributes on the, how they remember this prime minister. His commitment to this country as a proud Quebecer to um, bringing people together and demonstrating um, the, the impact but also the necessity of Canada on the world stage and the pride that Canadians could take in it was something that uh, has left its mark. He shaped our past but he shapes our present and he will impact our future as well. He was an extraordinary statesman uh, and he will be deeply deeply missed. Politicians, both past and present, remembered the former Tory leader as a giant and visionary. Many thanked him for his advice that he gave along the way. Now, he delivered change to the country while Prime Minister from 1984 until 1993, and this included championing free trade and ushering in the Canada-U.S. free trade agreement in the 80s, as well as introducing new tax reform. 
Now, the House of Commons is expected to stay empty after the former prime minister's death, and the flag on top of the Peace Tower in Ottawa now sits at half-mast. Now, the family says that they are expected to share more details on the funeral arrangements once those details become available. Tim, I'll send things over to you. All right, thanks, Simone. Well, Burlington is one of two cities in the Golden Horseshoe that are not eligible for money from Ontario's Building Faster Fund. This is because of a discrepancy over annual housing targets. Niagara Falls also hasn't met the province's definition. Burlington's mayor says the city's target for 2023 was 2,127 housing starts. Now, the way the province sees it, Burlington only had 300, making them ineligible for extra funding for housing. The province measures a municipality's housing targets through housing starts when concrete has been poured for the foundation. It's a, fa a phrase, that is, that uh, Marianne Mead-Ward said is out of the city's hands. We don't pour foundations. It's not appropriate to judge us by something out of our control. We had said right from the beginning that what we, were, what we wanted is, uh, is uh, shovels in the ground and foundations. Uh, we've said it a number of times, look, a permit doesn't equate to uh, somebody moving into a home. Yeah, Marianne Mead-Ward says Burlington has over 4,000 units approved waiting for builders to build. But the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing says permits are not enough. Toronto's library system is slowly returning online after it was hacked in October. Toronto Public Library cardholders can now manage their accounts online, placing holds, searching the catalogue and renewing items. Library staff in Toronto are almost finished clearing more than 10 tractor trailers full of material that couldn't be accessed online. When the cyber attack hit, staff immediately shut down the library's database of books and public computers to contain the data breach. Now. Access to Hamilton Public Library still limited to in-person visits and borrowing. Online access is still being impacted by Sunday's cyber incident, which is impacting several City of Hamilton websites, services and IT systems. A missing St. Catharines man may be in the Cambridge area. Niagara police say 28-year-old David Gomes was last seen yesterday morning near Harcove Street in St. Catharines. He's White with a thin build, dark, short hair. Gomes was last seen wearing mainly black clothing with a gray sweater. So he may be driving a four-door orange 2020 Hyundai Elantra. Hamilton police say they want to continue, possibly even expand patrols of the city's downtown core. Right now, two dedicated officers patrol the area bordered by Wellington to Bay and Cannon to Hunter. Businesses in the area want safety and security concerns addressed by expanding the pilot program and making it permanent. And we apologize here. This is the wrong video for this. Uh, so they want to expand the pilot program. Um, police say staffing can be a challenge. We'll get that video fixed. Well, it is going to be chilly in Burlington this weekend. No matter what the temperature reaches, the chilly half marathon is being run on Sunday. There will be several road closures downtown from 6.30 on Sunday morning until 3 in the afternoon. The marathon also means delays and detours for Burlington Transit. Hundreds of people are set to run, all in support of cancer care at Burlington's Joseph Brand Hospital. All right, into Sportsline. We're a week away from the NHL trade deadline, and it's no secret Maple Leafs need some help on the back end. And they filled that need sort of with a familiar face. The Leafs have reacquired Ilya Labushkin from the Anaheim Ducks for a third-round draft pick in 2025 and a sixth-round pick this season. 
heading to Carolina, who will be picking up some of the cash to help the Leafs out. Labushkin returns to the blue and white after a midseason trade two years ago. He played 31 games that season, seven playoff games. That season, he provides a limited offense, but is a big body and likes to use it. His nickname, the Russian Bear. Hmm. He had no bearing on last night's game. Mitch Marner sure did, though. Oh, what a beautiful setup in the first to Matthew Nyes, who scored his 11th of the season. Actually, crazy stat here. The last time the Leafs beat Arizona on home ice was October 17, 2002, which was the very same day that Nyes was born in Phoenix, Arizona. How about that? How can they not beat him at home? Well, anyways, they did last night. Thanks to Austin Matthews. Scored number 53 to put the buds up three zip. There was a little bit of bad news because Leafs D-man Mark Giordano had to leave the game with a head injury after slamming into the boards in the first, making that Labushkin trade that much more important. Joseph Wall returned to the Leafs net after a long absence because of injury, made 30 saves in a 4-2 win. Toronto welcomes original sixth team, the New York Rangers, into the bank tomorrow. All right, to the OHL and the Niagara Ice Dogs. Ooh, they've fallen on some hard times. Ottawa in town last night, dominated the Dogs to the tune of 8-2. Second straight game, Niagara has allowed eight goals on home ice. Actually, they've been outscored 34-6 in the past five games. Yeah, all of them losses. They try and write the ship, the ship on the road in Barry tomorrow. <laughs> Bulldogs, meanwhile, welcome a very tough Saginaw team into the Civic Center tonight. Off to the hard court in San Antonio where Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored over 30 points for the 44th time in 59 games, which is the most since Michael Jordan in the 1987-88 season. He had 31 for his Thunder, looking for a seventh straight win against the lowly Spurs. But the Spurs have super rookie, that guy, Victor Wambanyama. And he was doing his super-duper things, dropping 28 points, 13 rebounds, five blocks. The Spurs, they take it, 132-118. And we wrap up with some Grapefruit League action. Blue Jays starter Jose Barrios getting his first start of the spring. Pitch two shutout innings. Same can be said for Mitch White. After that, six other pitchers, no good. Blue Jays were shut out 5-0 by the Phillies in Dunedin. And some good news for Vladdy Jr. He led the offense with a couple of hits, but seven Philly pitchers combined on a four-hit shutout. So the Jays dropped to 2-4. and four. They go under the lights tonight in Tampa as they face the New York Yankees. Okay, and on the roads this morning, uh, we are under the lights uh, still. Be a while before the sun does come up, but 6:10 uh, in the morning, uh, traffic's moving along in pretty good shape. Unlike yesterday, when we did have those streamers and driving, especially uh, down the hill from the Ancaster area along the 403, was just treacherous. All right, let's go back to our cameras uh, on the roads and see what we've got on the go. Uh, the Skyway Bridge again, uh, a little bit lighter than it was yesterday. Go back down towards Niagara. Got the Glendale camera back on right now. So again, it looks like everything's uh, dry. Starting to see. Uh, a little bit of uh, a pink there on the horizon, so it means the sun isn't too far away. QEW, Ontario Street, seeing no problems. Up by Pearson Airport, if you're heading there uh, for business or pleasure or heading out of town, uh, traffic's moving along in good shape at building as we speak. And uh, west of the, 40, uh, the 400 along the 401, again, uh, we're seeing a fair amount of traffic there, but looking in good shape. Back down towards the QEW, Guelph Line, seeing no major problems up there. And uh, Ford Plant, seeing uh, things in great shape. So it's a good start to the day, so let's hope it just
surface stays that way and the weather will help too. And we're also getting into a little bit of a warmer flow of air from the south again, which means temperatures are going to move up and we'll notice that as early as today. No more westerly winds or northerly winds. But uh, again, uh, we do have a little bit of rain coming our way. We'll kind of look at that right now. So we're watching this little system coming up this, the American seaboard here. Not really going to be that close to us, but just close enough that there's a slight chance of some showers tonight and into tomorrow as well. Other than that, we're just looking for uh, a nice day today. High pressure is dominating us. Uh, looks like it will for the next six or seven days. Yes, there'll be a little bit of rain. But other than that, we're looking for warm air coming up ahead of several low pressure systems, which are moving through the area. And uh, again, no rain coming with it. These are all dry systems or snow to the north. So we've got a pleasant uh, start to the month of March. Temperatures outside right now. Minus three in Hamilton, same in Mississauga, minus two in Grimsby, minus one in the Toronto area. So certainly a little nicer than it was yesterday. Sun will be up at uh, just before 7 a.m. down at 6:10 p.m. tonight. Normal highs around one degree this time of year. Today we're looking for a high of eight degrees. Wind chill to start the day, a little on the cooler side, feeling like minus 10. Skies will be clearing and we'll have gusty winds about 20 kilometers per hour, so fairly nice. And as we look at tonight's temperature, three degrees. Again, the chance of those showers, just a 40% chance and 20 kilometer an hour winds. And tomorrow, we're looking for the temperature to be much the same. And uh, again, cloudy more than anything else, a slight chance of a shower again tomorrow as that system just breezes by us to the east of us. But uh, in general terms, we're looking for nice conditions. We'll look at the extended forecast in a few minutes. Okay, thanks very much. Well, coming up after the break, the federal government says if Saskatchewan isn't going to pay the carbon tax, they're not going to get the carbon rebate. That's coming up in business news. 6.15 on your Friday morning in overseas trading, the Canadian dollar mostly unchanged at 73.65 cents U.S. Gold is up $7 and crude is up 84 cents to $79.10 a barrel. Checking midday trading in Europe, markets are up in London and Frankfurt, but down in Paris. What about Asia, you ask? We got it for you. Big gain in Tokyo Ooh, with more really moderate big. gains in Hong Kong and Shanghai. What about North American markets? Well, on Thursday, it's green. That means they're all up. Triple digits for Bay Street. Also, some nice gains for the NASDAQ and uh, Dow Jones. Let's see how they do on this Friday, March the 1st. Saskatchewan says it won't be paying the federal carbon tax on natural gas. So the Liberal government says people in that province won't be getting a carbon rebate. People in Saskatchewan are still going to pay the carbon tax on fuel. They're going to still pay the carbon tax on their electricity bills. Um, there will be a carbon tax applied. And so um, this may mean an adjustment um, to the rebate that's paid. But again, that's the federal government's decision. The only people that are going to benefit from what uh, what uh, Minister Duncan and Premier Moe are doing are people who earn more than $250,000 a year. Premiers, just like prime ministers, are responsible for passing laws. And they expect their citizens to abide by those laws. If you do not have that expectation, you have anarchy. And uh, for a provincial premier to take the position that they will actually simply ignore a law that was upheld by the Supreme Court of Canada is reckless and irresponsible and almost unheard of in the history of this country. So this disagreement stems from a carbon tax exemption on home heating oil. It's something that the Saskatchewan government says unfairly benefits Atlantic Canada, where that type of heating is the most common. Premier Scott Moe says if the government follows through on the threat to cancel the rebate, Saskatchewan should just stop paying the carbon tax entirely. 
A spokeswoman for Natural Resources, Minister Jonathan Wilkinson, later said that the impact on the rebates will depend on how much of the carbon tax Saskatchewan actually pays. Nuclear operator Bruce Power of Ontario is set to receive up to $50 million to look at building a new nuclear plant on the site of the existing facility. This is in Tiverton, Ontario. Now, Federal Energy and Resource, Natural Resource Minister Jonathan Wilkinson, they made the funding announcement yesterday saying it will help Canada work towards a net zero economy and provide stable and clean energy. So if this plan is to go ahead, the plant could power up to nearly 5 million homes and businesses. It would be Ontario's first new large-scale nuclear plants in more than 30 years, although several small modular reactors are in the works around the province. Global emissions of carbon dioxide from energy production hit a record high last year, and that was partly because of severe drought. The International Energy Agency says several countries had to burn more fossil fuel last year to replace lost hydropower generation. Extreme drought accounted for around 40% of the emissions rise, 170 million tons of CO2. The Energy Agency says steep cuts in CO2 emissions are going to be needed in the next few years to hit targets and prevent runaway compounding climate change. Now, the Biden administration, they announced uh, yesterday it would delay a key part of its signature climate plan until after this year's presidential election. So the Environmental Protection Agency says it will move forward on cutting emissions from existing coal and new natural gas plants this spring. But existing gas plants are being taken out of the proposed regulation and they're going to be dealt with separately. EPA Administrator Michael Regan said in a statement that the move would achieve greater emissions reduction than the current proposal because it focuses on a bigger range of pollutants and air toxins. But getting a new federal relation regulation together, that is a lengthy process and won't be done before November. Canada's Competition Bureau has obtained a court order as part of its investigation into Google's advertising practices in this country. So the Bureau is trying to determine if Google has engaged or is engaging in practices that harm competition. The court order requires Google to produce records and written information relevant to the investigation. The probe was launched in 2020. It involves online advertising and the technology used to display ads on websites and apps. 6.20 on your Friday morning on this first day of March. What will the first weekend of March bring? Steve's back with a look at your full seven-day forecast right after this. Welcome back to Morning Live, 623 on your Friday. If you're heading out the door in the next few minutes, here's what we've got on the go. Certainly a nicer drive today than yesterday. Remember the icy and snow-covered roads down towards Niagara? Not seeing that, of course, this morning. And traffic is a little bit lighter as well. People getting uh, uh, back to their normal routines uh, in good weather. QW coming out of Niagara along Millen Road here, uh, seeing no problems. Uh, Skyway Bridge eastbound is moving along in good shape. Uh, of course, a little, fa a little uh, more volume on the eastbound route than the westbound route. By the time you get to Appleby Line, traffic's moving along quite fine. Uh, we're looking up uh, by the Ford plant, no problems. Uh, King Road. Up by Pearson Airport, if you're heading there, traffic is building a little bit, but otherwise, looks like it's in pretty good shape. 401 and Jane Street, a little on the slow side right now, uh, and a 401 Hogs Hollow, seeing no major problems there. So, again, we still have uh, a nice start to the day, and let's hope it stays that way. And we've got actually a nice day coming up our way. 
Uh, Brian's off today, so he'll be back next week, that's for sure. We do have, uh, again, a little bit of uh, warm air coming up our way, so we're going to change from a high of, what, minus uh, 4, minus 5 yesterday to plus 8 today, so that's quite a swing for us, and that's not too bad out there at all. Chance of some showers coming in, though, tonight and tomorrow. Just a 40% chance, though, because we do have, again, a little bit of green here, which is rainy conditions, but it's a bigger system moving up the American coast, but we're right on the edge of it, so there is a chance tonight. So we're looking for cloudy conditions once we get by today and into tomorrow as well, but a slight chance of some showers rolling through, but after that, looks kind of nice out there, so uh, no complaints at all. Your day planner today looks like this. Starting out a little on the cooler side, just below the freezing mark, but by noon, we're at 5, and in the afternoon, all things uh, going according to plan, we should hit around 8 degrees and mostly sunny skies out there before it clouds up into the evening time. Your evening commute, by the way, uh, nicer certainly than yesterday. Temperatures in the 6 to 8 degree range and mostly sunny skies. That's kind of nice. And looking at the extended forecast. So as I mentioned, we're into a southerly flow of air. Yeah, there is a 17 there. Possible, possible, you know, still a few days away. <laughs> You're making up numbers. <laughs> that would be a record if it did actually happen, if we get to that point. But, uh, you know, we're again, a couple of days of, uh, of eights out here and uh, clearing skies and into this next week, not too bad. So we're not looking for any uh, big problems out here. And again, heading closer to officially springtime and uh, still not seeing any huge amounts of, uh, of snow coming our way. But uh, should be interesting Monday if that does happen. Let's look at things for now. <laughs> really weird yeah okay it's climate change right and scientists yeah. have now introduced a unique idea to reduce climate change treating it almost like a piece of beef jerky <laughs> okay so in a study published in science advances researchers propose dehydrating the stratosphere so the controversial geoengineering strategy it involves removing water vapor which is the most abundant greenhouse gas. So the concept to remove the vapor would require seeding small particles called ice nuclei into the stratosphere using a high altitude aircraft. The idea is that some of the water vapor would then condense into ice and fall. That in theory would at least partially dehydrate the stratosphere. A research uh, physicist at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and lead author of the study says right now the idea lacks proper technology and a specific plan. It's cloud seeding. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But there's, you just realize there's a lot of smart people out there. That are Way real, smarter than us. <laughs> that are really trying to, uh, <laughs> really try to help us out, yes. which, is, uh, yeah. which, which is good on this Friday. And I got a rogue curl, so I'll get that one back in place. Ooh, Come on. Yeah. Get in there. He's, oh, they're, they're, he's, this, but there's this curl, another one here, I know. too. Well, the, these curls are ready Ooh. for the weekend, right? These are weekend curls right here. <laughs> it's like the mullet. <laughs> it's a weekend curl, huh? Okay. Not yet. Get We're back fix there. This and we, get back. We, we still got a little more, more time. <laughs> <laughs> Boing. <laughs>